When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I turn a honeydew list into honey done. I can flip a half bat in a half day, son. I'm in the zone. I'm on the grind, and I only had to use you two four times. Dad life, dad life, button down plaid life. What you know about that burger flipping dad life? Telling jokes. Hello, welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, you checked out last week with TJ Beisner. My man got a big promotion today, um, Director of Player Development with Kentucky Men's Basketball. So congratulations. You come on the Dad Podcast, I guess, and just wonderful things happen. So congrats, TJ. Please check that uh, episode out. Lots of love for that one. So thank you. Um, Today, actually, we're just going to just call it what it is. We got a double TJ. So TJ Walker, good friend of mine, is joining. He's also our first um, soon-to-be dad. So TJ, thank you so much for um, coming on. Yeah, you must really have to be scraping at the bottom of the barrel to have to get to soon to be dads at this point. Oh, that's not true, man. You know, I've just I've just been waiting for you to pull the trigger over there in Linden and get this done so I could get you on the podcast. And now here you are. So please, uh, again, so you're the first um, soon to be dad. So I'm really excited. We kind of planned a little two part um, episode here where we'll talk to you a few months before and a few months after. But please just tell the listeners and stuff a little bit about um, your future child, I guess. Yeah, uh, we are having a baby girl. We're naming her Lucy, and that will she should hopefully be arriving in the first week of October. We've got an October 7th due date. I, I have a feeling she's going to be early. I don't. I just don't love the month of September. I know it's like college football's back, NFL starts back up, but I'm just – you've been to the Halloween party, Drew. You, yeah, you was, know, dude, it's I'm, on my I'm a big October guy. I was going to ask if you're selfishly not having your Halloween party this year just due to this, you know, little speed bump in life here, this little, you know, minor challenge. We're having it. Uh, probably would be scaled down maybe a little <laughs> bit, although last year it was scaled down because of the pandemic. So it would be back-to-back years being scaled down a little bit. But uh, it could be a good opportunity for a lot of folks maybe to, to, to meet the baby for the first time. The wife and I, unsurprisingly, we've already started talking uh, costumes and we've had some mm-hmm. disagreements already on costumes, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But yeah, it's been, time has absolutely flown when we found out in the winter that, uh, well, you know, obviously it was in 2021, but in the winter of 2021 that, that she was pregnant and we were going to be having a baby in October, it was like, all right, well, uh, it's that's something that we've got to plan for, for sure, but we've got some time. We can take our time with it. And now we're in the eight weeks and under stage, and it's like, oh, sh- oh, poop. Like, let's let's get it. Let's get it going. Um, this thing's going to be here before we know it. So we've definitely kicked it into high gear. We're super excited. I'd say the house, they're, they're really the only big thing we haven't put together is the crib, but we've got plenty of other furniture that's kind of been a weekly task. Uh, we pick a night, put together furniture. I'm a professional at this furniture at this point, Drew. Mm. Although I guess it's probably just only practice for like Christmases and stuff when you got to put together a million different things. 
Dude, you're ahead of the game already on the dead stuff, putting stuff together. That, that's amazing. You checked so many things off the list already. I was going to get into like the time one of the nursery to see if you guys were like powered through two weeks after you found out or, you know, you kind of took your time. Sounds like you guys were extremely reasonable um, and, and played that absolutely perfect. And a couple of things you said, one, I'm, I'm right with you on February is probably my least favorite month. And then March, I mean, got to be up there with the top months. And uh, my son made it to February 24th. So he's still cool. But I, I was trying to hang on for March for sure. He had like a first week of March due date as well. So I was mad he didn't hang on. And then another thing I was, I was actually going to kind of try to dig a little bit for this because, you know, at this point, I wouldn't think you, you don't know yet. But I was going to try to think of some things that um, would correlate well with like your personality that would just be like transcended and brought out more um, with a child. And man, Halloween, dude, Halloween's your thing. Halloween costumes. Um, trick-or-treating so that's one right off the bat right there so that a kid just opens up your Halloween costume portal like by a million yeah the wife and I we've talked about it already we have uh, like at first I, w I told her I want to do the baby obviously has to be a prop you're only you only get so many years I think <laughs> when a human is small enough to literally be like a prop to a costume and I don't think she quite understood it until this was probably about a week, two weeks ago, I got a text message from her and it was a picture and it was a couple dressed up as, I don't even know what the costume was, but the baby was dressed up as like a subway foot long. It was, you know, probably like a month old baby, two month old baby. And I was like, aha, you finally get it. Like this, we don't have to do this necessarily, but like, this is what I'm talking about. I was like, this could be a funny, happy Gilmore costume mm. or something along those lines. And then she was quick to to respond back that I've already dressed up as a happy Gilmore costume character, Mr. Larson, the guy with the mm. nail in his head, obviously a great uh, costume. That was a lot of fun. So she says, I can't do happy Gilmore, but uh, and I'm fine with that. I just, I'm glad she's on the same page of thinking that like, we're going to use the baby as a prop to what her and I are going to be. And we're open to any and every idea. Well, I mean, initially right off the top of my head, Austin Powers, you guys could go Dr. Evil, mini me. Um, I guess it'd be girl boy, but you could still do that. You could pull that off. Um, there's a, that again, but what, but what would Hannah, but, but what would Hannah be? There's tons of Austin. I mean, I feel like an Austin Powers, like, I don't know, I guess if you went character specific, but I feel like you could just kind of match, you'd really be outshining her then, you know, if you were like, well, I don't know. Then I'm kind of thinking Austin Powers. Yeah. That's a tough one. I guess you couldn't do that. No, I mean, I think you could like, you know, I could be Austin Powers. She could be Dr. Evil, baby be mini me right, or something right. along those lines. But, I, I, but you're, but you're thinking along the same lines she was thinking at the start, that would be a character. Like yeah. mini me is a character. That's not a prop. Right, I'm talking right. like a football and yeah, you know, like water boy characters and the baby would be a water. Yeah, like you're a scarecrow and the baby's like your pumpkin head. Exactly. Something along those lines. Exactly. Just an accessory to the costumes we already have. Because again, you only get so many Halloweens with a human being small enough where you can, you can kind of capitalize on that. So that's really, uh, you know, more so than how we're going to care for another human life. More, we're, we're obviously more focused on the Halloween costumes. I think that's understandable. Yeah, it's a good start because honestly, if you don't know TJ, I mean, he could talk about Halloween all day. This is, this is good stuff already. It's not kind of, kind of random conversation with him. But I also didn't give our guest here on the Kentucky Dad Podcast a very good introduction. So TJ Walker, a good friend of mine, you can catch him on the radio Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 on the Big X Sports Radio. They're doing big things at the Big X Sports Radio. And I, I'm, I'm not even just saying that. Like, it's probably my favorite radio station to listen to. So check them out. Sometimes they'll roll roll call about five or six times in a day. You never know. But uh, catch Nick and TJ <laughs> Monday through Friday. 
Yeah, I think you're, you've been on, debatably at this point, more on Kentucky Roll Call than Trevor, who was a full-time employee because of how often he'd miss the show. So you are no stranger to KRC. We get awesome feedback when you're on the show. It's honestly been too long, although it's been me missing out. So I've told Roush the few times I've been gone, well, the few times it's been more than that at this point. I haven't taken any vacations, though, Drew. I need Ooh. to make that clear. I've taken weekend getaways. There's a huge difference between mm-hmm. a vacation and a weekend getaway. I haven't had a vacation since February, but I have had plenty of weekend getaways. I always tell Roush, invite Big Blue Drew. that He, he gets the ratings. People love to hear from him. Uh, but he, instead, Trevor's been hopping on. So, uh, but you're you're as much as the KRC family as anybody else, and uh, always appreciative when you when you do the show with us. Do you do great work? And uh, I've been a huge Kentucky Dads fan podcast. Oh man, I've really had to twist your arm to get on this bad you're boy. Pouring, you're pouring it on. Well, you didn't have to twist my arm. I mean, you might have had to twist Hannah's arm. I don't know, but I don't know what you had to do on the podcast. TJ, but uh, you did all that on your own, man. That was all you. And uh, again, pre-dad. So we're going to be able to, to kind of dig in here a little bit. And um, that's a great kind of segue, too, because one of the things um, I feel like you're at, and correct me if I'm wrong, TJ, but you're at the stage um, of before you're having a baby where everyone's like giving you the old, better get some sleep now, big guy, and like hit you on the arm or like hope you got some rest. People are probably really encouraging you to like get sleep now, right? That in full disclosure, like – the that is prevalent gotten a lot of that and then like closer friends and family obviously male and surprisingly are like well if you're used to not having sex now wait till the baby comes (laughs) something along those lines so those two things have been very much made prevalent to me or i mean the closer we're getting the more i hear it so yeah you're spot on obviously you you've been there a time or two yeah, I'd say it's probably maybe like your casual acquaintance is going to hit you with like the sleep thing. And then somebody yeah. you know a little better is going to be like, you know, going the other route. So, so I feel that I, I can definitely say that. But the reason I brought up the sleep thing was because trust me, like how you were just going through. I mean, you do radio Monday through Friday, seven to nine. So I know for a damn fact, your sleep patterns are probably pretty regular because I know you like sports. You stay up late, you watch the stuff because you talk about it early the next morning. So I think you'll be good with the sleep stuff. But I'm sure that uh, that early morning obligation definitely will be tough. So um, you, you, I guess you'll trade Roush for the, um, you know, the, or you guys aren't in studio still, right? You're still doing the show from home, right? No, we, we, we do. We're probably doing studio three, at least three times a week. Okay. Um, on average, there, the, there's been some weeks where Roush has been out of town, SEC media days or something like that, where there's been weeks that it's been completely disrupted to some degree. But our, our summer hours, for the most part, have been uh, Mondays and Fridays we're doing from home just because starting a week and then, you know, who doesn't like to be able to sleep in a little bit longer on a Friday. And, but once football, I would say in the next week or two, we'll, we'll most likely be in studio all five days until the baby comes and then that'll probably disrupt the schedule a little bit. But I'm not planning on missing all that much time just because – I'm lucky enough to have pretty flexible jobs. The radio show is seven to nine and that's pretty concrete. You can't move that around too much, but it is only two hours. And then appraising, real estate appraising, which I guess is the job that pays the bills, if you will, since uh, leaving KSR and Rivals, that is incredibly flexible. You you get your own hours. So as much as I want to work, I can. The only downside of it is like, I won't get any uh, fraternity leave. It'll just be whatever I work, I'll get paid. What I don't work, I won't get paid. So 
that's that's the little bit of a downside, but I'll I'll take it to be honest with you, just so I don't have to worry about oh you only get six days or now you won't get any vacation for the next twelve months or whatever it may be. So uh, it'll it'll work out. The sleep thing, as I've gotten older, unfortunately. Like I, I'm starting to notice the difference between falling asleep at 10 o'clock versus 10:30 versus 11 <laughs> versus 11:30. And if you would have told that to me 10 years ago, I would have been like, "Oh, who gives a shit? Or who gives a poop? You know, you can you can fall out. It doesn't matter to me." But now it's like when you're getting up at six every morning, those extra 15, 30 minutes they make a big difference. So we'll see. I, I bet I'm gonna probably have I'm gonna struggle with it a little bit. But if humans have been doing it for hundreds of thousands of years i'm sure i could probably figure it out too if Ra- if nick roush can do it i can do it <laughs> i love that too there's going to be like a kind of like an inherent competition between the two of you on who's like who's doing it best which i love but i don't know if you heard because you just mentioned so you i know your your kind of day job is the home appraisals so i've been playing a little bit um of a loop of the the dad anthem rap i don't know if you heard any of that I, sometimes i got to edit it in so you can kind of hear but this time, there's a specific verse I've been holding on to you, TJ. I don't, I don't know if you could hear, but it was essentially talking about home improvement upgrades and um, saving money on like solar panels and up and upgrades to your house. So I saved that one for you. And then secondly, didn't even know this till today. I've played that like four or five times in a row. The last dude is wearing a Kentucky shirt, believe wow. it or not. Yep, and it's That's like one of, the, one of the most watched dad things you can search on freaking YouTube, man. We're everywhere. Yeah, I uh, I noticed it. wasn't familiar with the song, but I was kind of bopping my head to it a little bit. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, no one ever does. Please. No, I I that was like back when I was a writer and I had like recruiting stuff to say and inside scoop. I got invited to radio shows all the time until you started doing like a semi popular. It's not like we're, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, once our radio show kind of beat, once, I, honestly, it was once we brought Roush on because I don't think anybody knew I did radio for five years before we had Roush on. Uh, but Roush brought a big KSR audience. And then, sure enough, about two months later, I joined KSR. But it, it, it's, uh, I would say that I was getting interviews until. Like I, I would, I would go on shows, different shows all throughout town and whatnot. Um, but that kind of stopped once KRC started getting a little bigger. But I do have to give Roush a lot of credit for that um, because he brought in again, like I said, that KSR audience. And uh, I, I was always notoriously known for like asking the interviewer the questions. And I don't know if that just goes back to the fact that I've been doing radio now for over a decade. But no, I love asking the interviewer the question because as generally the interviewer, Big Blue Drew, I like sometimes being asked questions when I'm doing a show or I'm doing a podcast or something along those lines. So uh, I I would happily be able to ask you a question and that would be, let's say you could go back in time, you're two months out, what do you wish you could have known? Ooh, like gambling stuff aside? What, no, like, wait, with the, with the baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> I thought just meant in general life. I'm like, gosh, Apple. No, stuff. no, no, no. Yeah. You're okay. two months out from, from, it could be, you know, either one, but you're two months out. What, what do you wish you would have known either time? Great. Yeah. I have good. I feel like good. That's a great question. And I feel like I have a great answer, hopefully. So I, I give this advice a lot to new dads too, actually. And it's that 
try to always remember whatever difficult thing that's going on. There's always going to be a difficult stage. Like we just talked about sleep. Most likely the first 18 months or so, though, hopefully not, but there's definitely going to be some forms of um, difficulty with the sleep stage. Then maybe it's teething. Maybe it's this. So my advice is, and that I wish I would have known before, is just really remember how temporary those things are. I have a bad habit of like, I can't do that. I can't fucking do this for 18 years. Like I can't do it um, on those sleepless nights or, or whatever it is. So just try to remember that, that it's all temporary. I know everyone's going to say it goes by fast, but it really does. Um, because with my second child, I find even though <laughs> my wife would kill me if she heard me use a, um, patience to describe myself. But I do feel like I'm a little more patient um, round two because just kind of, uh, I guess, embrace the grind with it a little bit and just know that's always going to be something different and there's, there's peaks and valleys. So hopefully that helps. Oh, definitely does. And, you know, that, that stuff, it's like, I remember, uh, well, I feel like this could be a conversation we could have on a Wednesday. But, like, I remember, do you remember the first time that you were like, oh, wait, I need to start like appreciating moments because they're fleeting. Like you, you can't hold on to them and each one comes and goes. Do you remember like when you were that, when you realized that? It's probably a different age and a different time, literally for each and every single human. Uh, I can't. Where you were like, oh, oh my gosh. Like I need to start like, whoa, I need like things are moving. I don't know if I can pinpoint on one thing, but I know that I do try to tell myself that with, with cell phones in general. Like I'm horrible about always being on my phone. So I, I find myself doing that. I think like, uh, you know, maybe now that I'm saying that out loud, I know uh, Christmas morning, actually, this year, I said that we were, you know, every year, Christmas morning, everybody's got their cameras out. And I, was, I just remember, I was like, I'm putting mine down. I said, I'm just going to sit here, enjoy the moment, um, you know, and I, I hopefully it'll exist better in my memory. So maybe that's a good example. I, I do try. No, it to is. Things like it that. is. Because. I think people come to that realization as well, that it's like, well, you know, there, there's more to life than what's going on in this six inch by four inch screen of mine that I seem so wildly addicted to. And I am, I, I'm probably the worst of anybody listening in terms of being on my phone. It goes back to like the recruiting days where it was drilled into your brain that I had mm-hmm. to be, make sure I didn't miss anything. Cause if you miss something, then you're behind and you just gotta, you know, you gotta, or whether it's a text message, whether it's somebody else's scoop, you need to be able to react to it. So I'm, I'm as bad as at it in terms of being on my phone as anybody else. But it, it, it's, I do think people have those moments where it's like, well, why, why am I wasting time being mad about this or being upset about this or worrying about uh, something that I can't necessarily control and instead focusing on these moments with people that aren't going to be here forever friend groups that aren't going to be around forever, you know, family members that may be, live in different towns and you start kind of capitalizing in on it. But one thing that I'm worried about, cause I haven't been able to really figure it out or necessarily hear a good, a good rationale for it is like, you, as much as you can appreciate them and acknowledge that special moments are just that special moments and they will come and go. There's, there's no, it's not like click drew. You can't just slow down time. Like things will continue to go. So you can even have that acknowledge. You can even be acknowledged and say, I realize that like, this is a special moment. I want to embrace it. But an hour or two later that will pass. And that's one thing that I have actually thought about with the baby is just like, I'm going to try to soak up each and every moment, but I know that's easier said than done when I'm probably going on two and a half hours of sleep, 
the wife and I are arguing nothing to do with each other, but just something different with the baby. We're both frustrated. So I'm trying to figure out how to have the mindset of capturing each moment and appreciating it for what it's worth and then actually putting that in practice. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then a second piece of advice that goes along just with what you were saying as far as like maybe something I wish I knew ahead of time um, was that to remember those first few months, man, at least a lot of fathers have the experience where it's a little bit more difficult to connect with the, the child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it was in mom's belly for nine months, you know, comes out. It's not just like, what up, TJ? What's up, dad? Like, <laughs> so it could take a little bit. Then, you, you know, you get home or you get done with your show and you can make her laugh and stuff. Um, that'll change stuff up all in the world. And then something that I wrote on my pad before I talked to you, this is going to mean all the difference in the world for you, um, Mr. TJ Walker, is that I know you have a great family. You got great family support. I've been fortunate enough to meet some of them. So that'll help tremendously. I know you have um, a good, you know, kind of close group of friends and family. So that'll go a long way. Wanted to make sure to get that in. But dude, well, I appreciate a- that. And, that, and I'm, I'm, uh, I acknowledge that. And I know that that's uh, the case. I'm very lucky that that's the case, but I, I am appreciative of it. Yep. Grandma's house and stuff. That's, that's going to rule for sure. All right. We had a rapid fire, man. We didn't even, we haven't even hit um, a lot of the topics yet. And I'm adding a new, new question slash segment um, kind of rapid fire topic today. So you're going to get the guinea pig on that. I think it's, you know, I'm just always looking for a little quick, like tidbit one hitters. This kind of that what, you know, I'd like to ask somebody kind of like a, what's the guess who, where you flip the things down only, you know, I'm kind of asking like, you know, random things. This kind of peel back. the. I get it. A I like it. Hey, and the by the way, uh, Guess who is a completely underrated game. It's, it should be brought back and you could even make it funnier. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say that like the upgrade potential with guess who's like off the chain, you could do like specific movies. Like especially if you do like game of Thrones or something, that'd be really guess who game of Thrones would be a really good similar. Guess guess who former one side is just former U of L football, basketball, any coach. And then on the UK side, and then the other side, it's UK one. So, like, I'd be like, did your guy whine about L's down? And you'd say, <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. And we could knock over Scott Satterfield. Right. So, you know, it wouldn't be him. No, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Guess Who. Good, good. All right, we'll, we'll work on that one. Okay, we're going to rapid fire. So, I always have everybody, um, you know, kind of tee them up to bring a TV or movie dad just that they like, or maybe they see themselves in and think that they'll transform into. So, do you have a TV or movie dad? Easy. Uh, yeah. Danny Tanner from full house. I'm a huge full house. I'm a huge full house fan. And while I'm probably not like as clean or as big as a baby, um, as Danny Tanner in some situations, I'm maybe a little tougher. I I think I'm, I'm very family oriented and I just love Danny Tanner. He's just, uh, he's He's a wholesome guy. Yeah. He's an underrated character of that show. He can kind of just keeps rolling with the punches, whatever's going on. And at the end of the day, just wants to uh, to be there for his family. So Danny Tanner would be my number one. He actually uh, he works in kind of the uh, media as well, so he's a newscaster. So kind he of, does kind of big, big big Giants guy and Golden State Warriors fan. He liked Golden State before they got good, and that's oh, worth wow. mentioning. Pulling deep yeah. for that, yeah, that is worth mentioning about his character for sure. Um, I think there's only one other person that I can remember that's that's been Danny Tanner as theirs, and it's kind of a funny story. It was J.R. Van Hoos, one of the most decorated high school basketball players in um, the state's history, and it was funny because I believe how it went down was his his daughter and his wife were in the background, kind of like say Danny Tanner, say Danny Tanner, because because they were the ones really labeling him Danny Tanner. 
just because I believe he, they thought he was uh, corny and really tidy. So you share, you share some good company with Danny Tanner. And my dad this week is actually could not be more opposite, literally could not be more opposite Danny Tanner. This is exactly how I'm going to present this now. So my, my, I'm kind of just going with like a slew of dads, but we'll just say Kevin Costner because I'm watching Yellowstone. So I'm, I just usually think of whatever show I'm watching. So Danny Tanner compared to, uh, uh, now I can't think of it, Dutton Ranch. I don't know. Could there be a more opposite place? San Francisco, Yellowstone National Park area. No. Um, just complete, just kind of, uh, I would say wholesome is not a good way if you've watched Yellowstone. So that was actually mine just because I think they're all kind of like a terrible dads if you really kind of kind of peel back what they do on that show. Um, so that You're was talking John, John Dutton? Yeah, Kevin Costner. I'm assuming that's, that's his character. Like, he's a terrible dad. John, John Dutton, yeah. We, so we started Yellowstone, and we got sucked in with that free episode, which was like a movie, and it was really good. We liked it. And then we didn't have the subscription, but now we do, and we just haven't gotten back into it because that first episode, if you remember, was, it was long. You were invested in it. And then when, like, we were like, all right, let's go to episode two, and we couldn't do it, we were like, oh, well, I don't know when we're going to get back in the mood. Now we've forgotten what happened in episode one. So we'll get back into it someday. I've heard nothing but great things about it. But, uh, John Dutton is the, or is the name of the, the, of the dad you were referring yeah. to. Right, right. And um, I think it's a little overrated. I think everyone, everyone hyped it up. I, I'm, unfortunately, that happens a lot, though. I think when you just kind of get the wow. feedback from others, it gets um, – so, yeah, I'm not – it proves, it proves my point, TJ. You haven't, like, paid the whatever nine bucks or whatever. You know, it's, it's just kind of a casual thing on your mind, but you're not dying to get back into this thing. And that's kind of where I've stood on it um, for a good while. But along those lines, though, of kind of how we were just talking about streaming services, always a hot topic, shout out to my boy Ryan. So do you remember when like the jailbroken fire sticks kind of were like a hot topic there for a while? Everyone's like kind of getting kind of like old school, like free cable. Were, were you hip to that at all? I, I, I was familiar with it. I never had the cojones to, to follow through or try to. You do could it, like buy yeah, these on I, eBay. You could like buy the jailbroken yeah. ones on eBay, but it was like, I don't know, just kind of hit or miss. I feel like this was probably four, like three to four years ago. I feel like it wasn't that recent. So anyway, buddy stopped by few clicks on the remote boom i just got everything for free dude like the premium disney movies like all that stuff hopefully nobody's listening of importance but um i just anyway i just wanted to shout him out because who doesn't like to stick it to the streaming companies no i i've been thinking about that on maybe some krc wacky wednesdays just like who's gonna be the first company to come out and just be like hey we've got everything like we've just got it all like, you're going to get a subscription to this site. You're going to get a subscription to that site. You're going to get a subscription to that site. You're going to get every channel. You're going to get every game. You're going to get Fox Sports Ohio. You're going to get Nashville. You, you, you name it, you're going to have it here. Bada boom, bada bing. And we'll charge you, yeah, you know, 60 bucks for it. Who cares? Like, I'm just shocked that there hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. That there's some company that's just like, we'll lowball, we'll lowball. We won't make money for five years. Who cares? We'll give you that option. I'm all in on that. Yeah, but I think the problem is, right, that, like, these studios are specifically creating the content. So, it's like they're always going to be are. in competition I mean, yeah, unless it, it was just a complete conglomerate. And then in your situation, TJ, we end up paying a million dollars a month because they're, they're the only option. But it, there's no good options, honestly. It's, it's all a racket. I just feel like if, like, there was some middleman company that went to Netflix and Apple TV and they said, listen, you charge eight dollars a month here's what we're gonna do 
you're going to give us the discount for $7. Listen here, it's better than nothing, okay? And you're going to be getting all these people who are going to think this is a great deal. So you're giving them a little bit of a discount, but you, 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 you let them, we, you in or you out? And they'll be like, we're in. We don't want to miss out on it. And they just kind of underprice everybody a little bit. And that way it's still some money better than no money. I don't know, but you're right. It's, it's all these people are greedy. It's like when we were finally cutting the cord and we were cutting cable and everybody was like, hell yeah, death to the cable companies. I was so sick of them being like, hey, we'll be out there between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And if that doesn't work for you, then you can suck it. And that's a classic <laughs> KRC tagline there. Uh, everybody's so happy to see like the death of a lot of cable companies. And then and now it's like, well, crap. I kind of like that everything was just right there. And now I've got to like buy that or download this or get that or do that. So someday I do think, Big Blue Drew, that we're going to have just like this is – you got everything here. And you can pay maybe a little extra for it, but you got it all right here. That would be a dream come true. Yeah, I think you're just high on this, um, the SEC, this like power conference, but maybe you're on to something <laughs> like it's going to be like the streaming power, power conference there. So um, definitely, definitely. Good reference. Yeah, you can't, you can't, I mean, it's just so frustrating, man, just how they, how they do that. And, um, you know, I'm a Best Buy guy, so I'm, de- I'm deep in the game of retail because it, it always stays the same. The model numbers change, but the game stays the same. With kind of one exception, this is super random, I'll, I'll hit this quick, but they did the same damn things to us with cell phones. Remember, you used to buy a phone on contract, which is a negative word. No one wants a contract, right? But I was sure as hell rather yeah. pay 200 bucks for my iPhone, buy out of it for, what was it, you know, you buy out of it for like a few hundred dollars. Now you go in and, and they give you the $1,300 phone and you can leave whenever you want as long as you're cool to pay him $1,300 for some shit that only mm-hmm. works on Verizon. So anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. Quick hitter. Quick hitter for you real quick. What uh, your favorite phone that is not iPhone. So hey. favorite phone you've ever had. You and I grew up in like the cell phone. You know, we were actually, well, you, no offense, you're a little older than I am, but you more than me, but both of us basically. I know cell phones sure. technically started what in the eighties or something like that, but and the, the cell phone boom was in the 2000s. You I and I were the first iPhone because I remember I did many launch days. I think I did every launch day up to like eight or nine. Um, I want to say it was 2007. And that's a good question because I, I was a really, I, I kind of zing Android users now, but I was a very late adopter because um, I did like a lot of the Samsung phones. And really the biggest reason I switched is because they break a lot, those screens. I was always breaking them. Um, so I think Samsung makes some, some good quality products, but at the end of the day, I mean, everything just works with an iPhone. So you kind of, you have to go there. I hate it. I wish I had, again, use this word now for a second time on the podcast. I wish I had the Cohenes to back away from Apple products and iPhones because it is BS to pay that much for a phone. And two or three years later, the battery lasts for two hours or something like that. Like anybody that uses their iPhone regularly, after a couple of years, mm-hmm. there's right like when the wear new and tear. One comes out, your you other believe. one's like, running slow. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be one thing if it was like, all right, you know, this is a three hundred dollar phone. After a couple of years, what could you expect? But when you're dropping four digits for a phone, that thing better work until I'm done with it. Like <laughs> until I'm done with it, or until I drop it or break it. Like it shouldn't. It, you shouldn't have the battery just wear out. That's always really steamed me. To answer my own question that I asked you, I was—I uh, had one of the ESPN phones. You remember that? No. You don't remember the ESPN phone? Oh, I it was on. So. Uh, I want to say like Verizon was the carrier for it, but 
It, yeah. Oh gosh, it was so cool. I was a sophomore, <laughs> junior in high school, so this would have okay. been like 2006. Okay. What's okay. That? I think I think I just googled it. Maybe it might have visual might have brought back a little memory. Damn, All it really was was just the ESPN app. So just like picture <laughs> your ESPN app on where right. on like whatever phone you have. Flip phone. But like this was the phone. Yeah. Like it just. But other apps didn't really have or other phones didn't have that at this point. And uh, it was so cool. I felt like I was such like an important hot shot. I, I got Red Sox scores sent to my phone. I was getting Packers scores sent to my phone, and it make the little ESPN sound. This is when everybody yeah, liked ESPN. Exactly. Yep. And it was I knew so that's cool. where that was going. Um, man, I love this. This is such dad pod elite material. Like we just go on like a 20 minute rampage. <laughs> the cable companies, it's all a racket. They're, they're squeezing us for every hard earned dime that we have, but Hey, um, that's what we do. So thank you. TJ Walker on the dad podcast. You can catch him on Kentucky roll call with Nick Roush Monday through Friday, seven to nine big exports radio, several ways to listen. Um, if you're here locally, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. This is all about memory too, TJ. I don't know the phone number, but honestly, a lot of mornings, um, I'll just Google um, or go to the website, click the play, throw my AirPod in. That works wonderful. You can move around on the different apps and things. So check him out. Also formerly of Rivals and Kentucky Sports Radio. So this guy's been in the game. Um, so now, you know, he answers to no one other than himself. So he, he's, he's the guy to get the scoops from usually. So TJ, we got we to gotta fire through a few more. So this is a good one tonight because um, you're running late, had a volleyball game. So I get it. Got to, you know, break up the week, sweat a little bit. So what did you do for dinner tonight? Did you eat together? Did you get something on the fly? Did you eat there? How did it go down? I'm like the luckiest human in the world. My wife is an unbelievable cook. And uh, she and I'll I'll help out occasionally, but that's being incredibly generous to myself. She is the brains of the operation. She made some chicken kebabs, mm. uh, a potato, and she always laughs at me because I eat my potato like an apple. I just keep it in my hand and just like munch on it and eat it as if again like it's an apple. And uh, and then we had strawberries, but mm. it was kind of a rush put together meal because she knew I wanted to eat early because I don't want to be too full for my. For my 730, so 7.40 volleyball game. Yeah, she is. And she's a great cook and she does a really good job. So that was my dinner tonight. So we know she's – I know this – I always like these two because typically if, if your family's ever going to listen to something that you do, I mean, you listen to radio every day. I know your family does listen and interact a lot. But usually this because they know you're going to talk about the family they'll listen to. And, and I'm not accusing you of this, TJ, but I am starting to get wind of people that, that do check out the podcast from time to time, which I more than appreciate – when they know they're going to be asked what they ate for dinner, um, like I'll call Steve Rummage out from 93.9 The Ville. Like, Good, you should. He just – I don't remember where he said he ate, but uh, I remember it was like he presented like, oh, we just did something casual, like went somewhere, and then he, you should have just heard what he was reeling off, like had me like a porterhouse and like some wings. I, I don't remember exactly the food choices, but I just remember thinking like, dude, you're, you're just totally flexing because you knew I was going to ask you, but – Props to him. He was awesome to listen to that episode. But um, man, that if that was a throw together meal for you and Hannah, that's you guys must be eating good over there. I know you're not big on fast food. Ooh, I'm anxious to see oh my if that changes. That, oh, that's a really good one for for a new dad. It gets really hard. Well, and like we'll we'll do our fair share of fast food. There's no doubt about that. But we went to this green egg fest on Saturday. We we have a green egg. I wanted in a golf scramble. Very daddish. Like, That's it, the daddish thing I've ever heard. Oh, oh yeah, but it's like <laughs> Hannah's baby, you know. And like I'll I'll throw in my man card if I have to. I'll gladly do it because I swear to God, I, she makes the best smoked wings that you will ever have. If you like spicy smoked wings, 
it doesn't get better than my wife's. But we went to this uh, Brownsboro Hardware Green Egg Green Egg Fest is what it was called. It's right there off of Brownsboro Road and the Waterson on Saturday. And Drew, I was in heaven. It was just mm-hmm. like I was walking around with beer and smoked meats. And it was all you can eat smoked meats. And there's probably 70 people there with green eggs cooking every meat you can imagine. They were cooking sides. They were cooking desserts. There was an apple uh, – there was a smoked apple pie, which like – Ooh, oh boy, that 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 was uh, that was top. So that was like a. I'm not a dad yet. I understand, but that was like a top dad moment for me because smoked meats. I was totally in, all day, from ten to like two thirty <laughs> when we left or whatever time it was. We have a very we share something in common, TJ. And I'm props to us for being man enough to admit it. My wife does. I'll say all the grilling. I'm not even going to say the majority. She does the grilling in our family. And I've mentioned that on the podcast and it goes back to patience. She has the patience. I don't. And um, it's really funny too, because my brother, he's a great follow on Twitter too. Jim dad, um, follow him. But he's like, I mean, that guy's deep in the barbecue game and stuff. I mean, he like lives and breathes it. And I'm just, I just sit back, you know, watch the baby she grills up the food and i eat it so and i'm, just, I'm happy it, to admit it yeah it's good sense and anybody that would want to be like whoa you're you're the man you need to be the griller it's like when you and i play pickup if we have somebody on our team that is just wet from outside <laughs> like you and i both love to end a game yeah. we both can end a game but we're going to kick it out to the dude that's going to be able to help us out right like if our wives can cook better and thank the Lord that they can, like, we're not going to be dumb enough to, we want what's best for everybody. And what's best for everybody is our wives cooking. Yeah. And let's, I mean, and hopefully my wife, my wife doesn't listen. So I'm, I'm cool saying this, but we, a great, a great kid movie, um, diary of a wimpy kid. I have a very good, um, kind of a rule that, that we'll talk about a lot in my household, but Roderick is the, um, the bad, he's the brother, he's the bad kid, he's in like a band, you know, he's kind of the bad influence, and he has a thing where like, he, um, he won't do something good that he doesn't want to do, so if dad asks him to wash the car, he does a terrible job, so he does a bad job at everything to avoid doing chores, so I get accused of that quite a bit around the house, but I mean, if I'm being honest, I mean, do I really want to be standing outside in August grilling at the, you know, the patio door? No, like, I'll, I'll stay inside, she can do it, and so everybody wins and the food's better. That's my thing is like, I've got no problem doing it. Like I, I, I will gladly do it, but we, we know this factually, like this is the <laughs> it, trust. The science is a very popular, popular phrase these days. Trust the science. Her, <laughs> her grilled food is better than my grilled food. And, and there is no debate behind it. So if she needs a night off, I, I will tap in and certainly on the grill, it, you know, throwing meat on a grill, she'll season it if nothing else. But uh, I'm very, I'm very lucky and, and very happy. She is, she's amazing. Uh-huh. She really is. Like, is she she's next a really, to you, really good cook. What was that? Sorry. I said, is she sitting next to you? No, uh-huh. no. And you know, we, we, we have, uh, we're lucky enough to have some people on KRC listeners that are, that are willing to listen to some extra content. We have a Patreon page. So, you know, you, you pay a few extra bucks and we do a few extra podcasts, but she is my partner. We do a big brother podcast oh. and we do a challenge podcast on MTV. And she, and like, I just did it. Cause I was like, you know, these people are throwing in an extra few bucks for a little extra content. If there happens to be a challenge or survivor fan out there, Hey, we'll throw something out there for you. So I asked her if she wanted to do it. She said, yes, she's been great at that as well. So she always steps up to the plate and uh, I'm sure she will as a mother as well. And I'm, 
excited to see the next time you and I talk how what what if I'm just like hater 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 it's been leftovers after leftovers after you know like (laughs) what what happens if uh things are different and the next time we do the update but I am lucky and the boys are simple creatures I don't know how many how many women listeners that you have but like scratch our backs play with whatever hair I have left on the top of my head and then just feed us and like we we're dogs we will obey all right, another food kind of related one. So if you've listened, you've heard us, but throughout your kind of daily, weekly routine, do you drink more coffee, soda, or alcohol? Out of those three, it's alcohol because I've never had coffee before and I gave up sodas back in like 2015, I believe. So I've had, I think, one or two sodas since 2015. Never had coffee in my life, but I drink uh unless it's January, February, which I just take like a sobriety hiatus, mostly just to lose weight more than anything else. Um, it's, it's beer out of those three options, but I, I mostly drink water or lemonade, which I know isn't healthy, but water, lemonade, or Powerade, those are my three drinks. And then if I'm not drinking those three things, then it's beer. Well, I wish you were here because I busted out a Powerade in your honor tonight. I specifically grabbed it. Cause I know you're color all right. Uh, white cherry, baby. Ooh, gross. Oh, uh, what, what I thought, I feel like I thought you said, uh, white. I like, let's see what my favorites. I like, I kind of like, uh, I don't even know the names, but I kind of like light purples or something. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, no, I, I literally like pretty much all power raids except the white one. Like the white one just scares me. Uh, the purple, the light purple one's good. The great darker purple one's good. Blue's the best. That's the goat. And then like the fruit punch one, obviously you can't go wrong with fruit punch, really anything. The white one's the one that scares me a little bit. Are you able to go, are any of these options for you sugar-free? Are you going real deal or what? You know, the funny thing is I'll go like, I'll go, you know, a month where I'm like sugar-free, this is great. And then I'll I'll go three months where it's like sugar-free is the grossest thing in the world. And Mm -hmm. then I'll go a month where it's like, you know what? I like regular Powerade, but I love to mix it in with my water, like do a little half and half, which is virtually just the Powerade zero. So um, I don't know. It changes. My taste buds change with that. But right now I'm definitely in like a, just a regular blue mountain Powerade kick and cool. That's the best. Although I don't have it at the house. I've ran out of them at the house. So it's been water mostly water and beer you know, healthy diet. Listening to you go through that, I was just imagining like a marketing executive's like head exploding. You're like, you know, sometimes sugar-free, sometimes regular, sometimes I mix them up together. (laughs) Like I was just, that was, that was funny to me. So I can't do it. I have to do pretty much sugar. I, there's a, there's been a couple times when I could go, um, and drink certain, maybe like, I think diet Pepsi once I was maybe able to kind of substitute, but I don't know if you've heard on the dad podcast, TJ, I've mentioned tons of times, but I actually like through COVID got um, hooked on LA pretty hard. It got pretty serious. I did. Yeah. I have um, heard that. And that honestly, like it's been great for me. Like I, you keep weight off. I just purposely like don't ever grab Dr. Peppers anymore unless I'm like, you know, out and I can, I can snag one of those babies on fountain or something, but um, all right, we got to keep rolling. So I'm going to, I want to do the new segment. So this is kind of something I'm just going to ask people because I think it'll, it'll resonate pretty well. A good quick question. So throughout your life, TJ, can you reel off some nicknames that you've had? Family, friends, sports, whatever. Oh, yeah. Besides TJ. Um, so, you know, TJ is uh, – it can go so many different ways. Um, let's see. Back 
like haters and losers growing up, but kind of in a joking manner, they'd call me Toe Jam for the TJ. <laughs> that was real young. Um, it, it, it let's see what else. Um, gosh, now I just completely blanked after the Toe Jam one, but. Uh, Tej, which is always strange Tej, to me, sure. as if T, as if TJ isn't short enough. Danny Tanner, Deej, I think, wasn't she? Deej, <laughs> she was Deej. Yeah, so maybe that's where that came from. Yeah, that's know, a that's coming. a. I never really thought about it. That's a um, it's an abbreviation for an abbreviation. I guess it's a nickname for a nickname. And it's funny how many people just want to call me Terry, which is my actual name. Um, like I don't know if they just think it's like a funny name or they think I'm bothered by it. So that's like, you know, my, my, I've got like my closest friends will almost exclusively call me Terry. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm fine with that name as well. It's not a nickname at all. It's my, my actual name. So uh, TJ. I had my daughter actually too, TJ. Cause I'm just this uh, 4th of July. So that was just about a month ago. I finally got them to slow down and watch the uh, put it in reverse Terry video with, from mm -hmm. the fireworks. So we must have watched it 15 times. So today, my daughter definitely knows who you are and stuff, you know. So I, I told her that. And I, I was thinking about playing that clip when you were on because she, um, she laughs every single time she watches that now. It's good, great content. It's hilarious. And it's been huge for, for Terry's and, and just in general. Because, you know, one thing that's worried me is that, like, poor Karens. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I know a few just completely pleasant, very sweet, awesome Karens. And it's like, boy, that just went overnight. Who's to say it couldn't be Terry next, you yeah. know? Oh, or your, know your whole first name could be ruined for generations and generations and generations. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I, I, I like it. I've, uh, there, I've got a – I don't know. It seems like it's almost 50-50 nowadays, the people that call me Terry versus TJ. It doesn't bother me one way or another. But uh, TJ is probably the most common one. I actually have um, – my wife is the daughter of a Karen, and I've even heard some people say that our kind of millennial versions of a Karen is a Heather. I'm just saying my <laughs> wife's a Heather, so she, she really better chill if that stuff really catches wind with these um, – what's the generation below us? I, f I forget what they call them. Is I guess it would be Gen Z. Z. And then, but Gen below Z. them even, it's dirty. We got to be once removed, I think, to really start getting razzed on. So, so it's, the, it's the ones before them are really getting us now. Let me, let me ask you this. Is Heather a Karen? Um, proud. Well, oh, she's going to kill me. I actually, I will, I, she, <laughs> she's kind of like Superman. She can change to a Karen in the phone booth when we need it. So like, man, it's <laughs> going back to the, going back to the beginning cable companies. Hey, we're three days out of the return policy. Phone booth comes out. <laughs> Heather's taking care of it. So we love that. Dude, it, you know, not like, yeah, obviously let's let's keep this between us i think that's like pretty hot in a in a, in a yeah. way to just like be just to kind of turn on again this is kind of painting that attitude with a broad stroke but kind of like turn on a bitch mode where it's just like you know what i'll, I'll take care of this i don't yeah i'm 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 ticked off enough where let me let me roar and i'm curious you know another question for you but i know we're doing the rapid fire is that like is that a built-in mom gene like where you have the baby and this flip gets switched where it's just like I ain't taking any more crap yeah to an extent I definitely think so patience runs thin you'll see it a lot especially with child care don't don't mess with the child care if they're not getting proper care all moms are going to kind of come out in beast mode but I'm so glad you said that because she a lot of times most of the time I think she she knows I'm being truthful but I think sometimes she does just think I'm making jokes because I say the same thing 
you know, I'll call her a, a Karen's daughter or whatever. And I was like, you know, I think that's hot. It's a, you think I'm going to sit in the car while you run in Target and get us like $80 back? Like, no, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, uh, or, you know, call AT&T and, you know, figure out why, you know, you know, our bills messed up or whatever. So definitely a, a good trait for sure. So um, nicknames, though, that was a good one. I feel like you'll probably, if you think of any more, you can shout them out throughout this. Because I thought, sure. again, I was thinking through that today. And I'm like, you know, you go through different stages in your life where you just get like, random nicknames and you might see a group of that people like down the road and they like like for me for example I played for the Hikes Point Lobos you know football used to be the thing um, before middle school had football and um, we just called each other last names so like to this day if I see any of those guys they'll call me Brown and so I don't even know their first name so do you ever get get called downtown Drew Brown my mom is uh my mom's was notorious for downtown Lila Brown which I'm glad I just thought of that because Lucy, slam dunk name, dude. I have Lily and Lila. So the four-letter L names, good stuff there. Lucy was like on a, um, a you know. A short list? Potential list. Um, for, a hat for, on the table? If we, had a, if we had a girl, this last one, because I'm surely done having kids. And before I forget, TJ, um, <laughs> my, my next, one of my things I wanted to make sure to ask you was, so you, you already mentioned it, like, you know, we're going to catch up again. Let's fast forward way to the future, TJ. Let's say this is, let's say it's 20, what is it? Let's say it's like 2035, and I hit you up to jump on the podcast, whatever we're on, like iPhone 32s, whatever the scenario. Love it. And then you get on. And my question for you is, we start the podcast. Who has more kids at that moment, the Walker household or Justin Rowland? Uh, it's a, a no-brainer. You could, you could have my entire family, and I've got, what, three siblings and uh it, you could you could add all of us we've got nothing's beating justin Rowland. you could get entire uh east of the mississippi and i, I think the numbers maybe would would probably become closer because you know he lives in st louis so he's west of it that's just mm-hmm. a little ge- geographical Good. yeah that's it that's that's out there that's free that's on that that's the don't they they don't it brought about that, that joke one. home for sure absolutely yeah no there's no way there's absolutely no way you could times it by probably four and we wouldn't reach that number no chance it's it's going to be justin Rowland. his kids will be taking over the world by that 2035 and props to him so uh justin Rowland, he came out we've had some big things right now that's another one so justin Rowland announced uh he was having i believe would be his sixth child the day after two days after maybe no more than a week after um coming on the dad podcast and we already mentioned tj Beiser with with his big news today so it's contagious and i don't know tj you never know five kids over 14 years who knows that no there's no chance <laughs> I, I i've i've said that like two i'd be happy with like that three at the absolute most there there would not be more than three there'd be some snipping there'd be some snapping at that point <laughs> Yeah, we will, we'll have to we'll have to sell like a ninety day meter or something maybe after, and we'll see if you still carry that same two child sentiment. Because I'll be honest, my the boy this time it's been so freaking difficult that I can't imagine, and I don't know what mothers and fathers do that have, you know, multiple kids under two, maybe one's colicky. Whew, that's got to be a challenge. But you know what they say to another big parenting phrase is something along the lines of like. God only gives you what you can handle or, you know, think, things of that nature when the house is on fire. So be ready, yeah, be ready and, for all those. Really, this should have just probably been like a dad a dad podcast, Kentucky Dad's Intervention, where you just had all your former guests on, just mm-hmm. like lecturing me on the do's yeah. and don'ts. 
Yeah, we need to. You know what? I thought maybe next time we can do that. It would actually be good. Every time, um, I definitely wanted to get some some one-on-one podcasting in with you um, for a bunch of reasons. But I, we do. We got to get multiple people on at the same time. I think it'd be fine with three or maybe even even four people, especially some of the people from from old that, that have been on and killed us. So we'll we'll do that. Yeah, like uh, a dad roundtable. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll like that in for sure. I like that idea, especially uh, getting maybe you and Nick on. And he'll uh, – yeah, I don't have too much separation. So, what, about a year? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I guess, I guess it'll probably end up being, I think, about a year and a half uh, okay. different. So, Fun. probably a, a grade difference when they're growing up. Although, God willing, she won't be running around with any roushes at that point. <laughs> uh, all right, TJ, tough one here. The last question is always the toughest. Um, do you remember that when you had your last good cry? Last good cry. Gosh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's just like these random times where I'll, uh, a song will come on mm-hmm. or something will happen where it'll just be like, I don't necessarily cry, but sure. it'll kind of last good cry. I, I've got no idea. Um, I'll be I'm, really anxious to see if that changes once you become a dad, TJ, because I've noticed that for me, I, I say this kind of same thing every time. So I apologize if you listen all the time, but like, it can be now a commercial, anything that's really tied to like, fatherly or family love, you know, those like a car commercial Christmas jingle, like sometimes, man, you just never know that's that's especially with the girl, man, over time, that'll those things, will, if they hit you now, they'll really hit you over the next, you know, rest of your life i guess i guess the probably the, the the one that i like again i don't think i i wouldn't categorize it necessarily as crying but we watched together together recently and uh, have you watched that I movie have no idea what that is no nope. yeah i i wasn't familiar with it either but it has great reviews it's ed helms the andy from the office obviously uh, the guy in hangover as well i'm sure you're familiar but um it's him and it's He's adopting a kid, but he's single and he's like in his forties, but he's got to get a surrogate and like him and the Sarah, the surrogates like in her twenties, but she had a kid when she was, I think 18 or 17 or something. So it'll be her second kid. And that's all, that's why Ed Helms picks her as the surrogate is because like she's been through it a time or two uh, or just a time, but she's been through it. So that makes him feel a little bit more comfortable. And the movie is just basically in three sections and it's trimesters and not to spoil it, but like the movie ends pretty abruptly. And so the whole movie is basically just first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. And there's not really much in anything after that, which is a bit of a spoiler, but not really because it doesn't change the content of the movie. And it, it hit pretty close to home because going through this for the first time, I remember the wife like, being miserably sick and nauseous Mm -hmm. and we went on that that was the one vacation we went on this year but like the road trip driving we just had to pull over it seemed like every 45 minutes and that's probably not so much hyperbole like we were stopping left and right and I felt horrible for I just wanted to be able to like make me feel sick and her feel okay and it didn't you know that's not how that works and then it's like the second trimester and we went through that and that finally she felt better it was actually pretty smooth like the baby was way off in the distance. It didn't have to be necessarily on the back of your brain. The wife's feeling better. It's like, this kind of feels normal. Let's embrace that. And then now as we're in the third one, it's like, okay, now she, now the kicks are starting to hurt. She's feeling it. And uh, 
we can't really look off in the distance so much. We need to get this stuff together now because it's going to, it could theoretically come at any time, you know, mm -hmm. babies come early all the time. So let's get this stuff figured out. So the movie really hit close to home. I, I wouldn't say I necessarily cried, but it hit me in the feels. I definitely think I probably, you know, maybe got, got teary eyed a little bit, but I wouldn't say it was a good old fashioned cry. I don't remember when the last one was of that. Oh, I oh was God. super drunk during the 2015 Wisconsin game. And I oh, definitely man. cried after that one, which that's is the best. Too. This sorry. This after something so serious, that's just kind of not serious, but like, dude, that is the best. If there's ever going to be a best BBN like Twitter poll, that's the best one. Did you cry during the 2015 Wisconsin game? Cause I would fully admit if I did, I may have, I, I'm not even saying it's to like, oh, be, you know, funny podcast guy about the game. Like, I pretty much blacked out. I was super into fitness at the time down in Florida. And to this day, I swear to God, I ran like probably under a six-minute mile. I just, as soon as I knew the game was over, I put on shoes and just, I knew exactly it was marked out to a mile in the neighborhood. And I just sprinted. So, I think that's a really good one. And um, I'm surprised no one's wrote like a really good, like whole book on that yet. I, be, I, I agree with you, but also like, I don't want to read that mother trucker. Like, I don't want to relive that. I wouldn't that read sucked. it. Point. And it wasn't like, cry, you know, I, I was, I was hammered. It wasn't so much like I was crying because like, EJ uh, wasn't going to get a 40 in O season. It was just like, damn, those players will literally yeah. never play with you one another. You felt a part of it. You did. And it was like, but it was more for those kids. It was like, and even the coaches, to be honest mm. with you, it was like, and their families. It's like they're never going to be a part of anything like that again. Like that was Friday Night Lights mixed with Remember the Titans and all your favorite sports movie wrapped up in a precious little bow. And here it is and a stupid shot clock violation and John Higgins are going to oh, keep the – yeah, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need to get into it. I don't need – I'll start crying again. Since, since, since we already brought it up, I, I'll – it changed my sports fandom forever because I'm telling you whether one of my own kids, unless my, one of my own children is involved or something, I will never be that. I don't, I don't think a sports will ever make me feel as down as it did that day. I just can't imagine. And if you remember the following day was Easter, the following day was Easter. And I, Oh was, yeah. Oh yeah. And I will never forget. I'm telling you I, that morning, I, I might've just, I could have just passed out there um, for all I know, but I just remember like basically laying on the bedroom floor and like my wife having like, super formal dinner plans with her grandparents down in Florida because you know that they all lived down there and I did not go I still remember I dug my feet in the sand I was oh. like I cannot do this like I couldn't do it I was so sad for like a week so I, I don't care I know that you know non-Kentucky fans really like to, to make fun of us about that and I'm sure we would too but man that was just a, I haven't never really talked about that a ton it was just it was brutal no, it sounds like we all could use a, a, a nice counseling session on that. <laughs> so that's the thing is like any opposing fan that wants to bring up this past season or like the NIT season, it's like, folks, we got over that stuff into like December. We got over the Robert, we got over the NIT season the second Nerlens went over, like went down. Uh, those things don't hurt us. If you really want to hit us in the fields, you bring true, true. the, I mean, you bring up 2015. I remember we stayed in Lexington and we watched the game in Lexington we that I think I was like 20 well at that point let me do the math I guess I was 24 just newly turned 24 at that point so it was still like you had some college connections if you will you didn't feel out of place going to college bars so I think that's safe to say so like we watched the tin roof and we just had the best Saturday we went to Keeneland the weather was perfect that day it had rained all week but finally that Saturday just opened up and it was beautiful weather and really nice and it was just it felt like everything was clicking and it felt like everything was going to happen and 
that that one that one hurt. That I'd say that's easily the the hardest loss. And second for me is twenty or twenty two thousand five Elite Eight against Michigan State. I was yeah. at that game in Austin. The Patrick Sparks made three game. It's just it's funny how the losses stick with you. I have um man so many to say on that. First, I actually had um you may or may not remember Paul Davis that played for Michigan State. Um, he's like best friends with my brother-in-law. So he was a second round draft pick at the Clippers played against Kentucky, like four times, TJ. And it's crazy if you go back to that stretch, cause they had that unbelievable game. And then they also had that game that broke the attendance record. I think the year before or the year after when they played in the, um, the dome or whatever in Detroit and they broke like the all time basketball attendance record. I remember um, that. Yeah. So he's yeah. actually been on the podcast. He had some awesome stories to tell cool. about yeah. game, uh, how good, like I, I, Remember him talking about how uh, tough of a competitor his whole career was actually Randolph Morris. He was talking about a ton, so so that one was good. But yeah, you're right, man. That that, that is exactly right. You could all the almost misses uh, or the you know the almost championships definitely hurt a lot more um, when you just really can. T- oh my god, dude, I, don't, I can't even. You could go down so many years of this. And but before we go, I gotta at least get your thoughts a little bit. TJ on this year's um, basketball team. So I know we're going to football, but I was going to touch basketball just kind of, um, so the, the roster is pr- pretty solidified now. Um, I guess, what are, what are your hopes? What are your dreams? What do you think some potential things that could derail them are? Uh, that, that, that's fine with me talking basketball because on KRC, it's been very football heavy, which rightfully so it, you know, it should be the football's right around, right around the corner, but I, I'm, I, I just always grew up loving basketball more. And that's not to say I don't, like I, I crave Catterdays at the Krogue and I'm perfectly content and happy calling Saturdays Catterday. And I think that may be the best like UK sports experience going to seeing a big game at the Krogue, maybe better than seeing a big game at Rupp, but it's each their own. But I, I have always just been more drawn to the sport of basketball and shockingly Kentucky does it better than anybody else. But I, I I really wish they would have added one more big. Kofi was the the dream. If you had Kofi, I think this team is – I think they waltzed to – I think they would have waltzed to a national championship. I just oh. saw where the weakness would have been. Yeah. It would have been – I really do. And I'm biased, but I really do, Drew. I think they just – it would have been nice. – I think it would have been easy. So, my <laughs> – what about what about guard play? You think so? My my concern, I guess, is I and I said this last year, is it just concerns me? How many years in a row are we going to peg? All you're hearing now is Ty Ty's balling, right? For looking like a lotto pick, Ty Ty's the man. How he has to be, right? I feel like he has to be the man for Kentucky to potentially contend for a national championship. So that's my concern. By all indications, he is um, he is a really good player. But if he comes out and struggles. Um, you know, what is Kentucky going to look like from there? Because they already kind of don't maybe necessarily have that that one big superstar, which potentially, you're right, could have been either been Kofi or or maybe even a Jalen Dern, at least as far as a, um, you know, kind of a an elite force in the middle, et cetera. Yeah, and to be – and I would have gladly taken Duran, but I I did say on KRC, I was like, I want Kofi a lot more. I think he's much more of a safer option, a a more significant option. And I don't care if Duran gets picked number, uh, you know, if he's a lottery pick or whatever he ends up being, mm-hmm. I'm, give me the, maybe the all American proven right. dude. That's 200 freaking 85 pounds. Um, guard position. I, I love, I think it'll be fine. I, I don't get so worked up over summer workouts and positive type, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's August. Who knows what things are going to change. We've seen big, or we've seen uh Big Blue Madness scrimmages and then certainly Blue White scrimmages where you'd think somebody was going to have a huge year. 
and they didn't do anything. And then there's players that's like, oh, they look terrible. And that, that, those were scrimmages in October. So I don't, I don't put a ton of stock in the summer workouts, but I just think they're, they've got too many options to fail. I think Kellen Grady is going to end up being probably the most consistent and reliable player on this mm-hmm. team. So you got him. That's great. Then between Dante Allen and C.J. Frederick, at, at any point you should have a 40% plus three-point shooter on the floor, really probably 40, probably closer to 45 if we want to be honest. So that's good. Uh, Severe Wheeler, I love the addition there. Now, in hindsight, you know, maybe you could have gotten Marcus Carr. And uh, would you have rather done that or that? I mean, it's not really worth debating anymore because it didn't work out that way. But I like Wheeler. I think he's perfect for the roster that's built around him. If you needed him to go out there and score a lot of points, then I'd be furious with how things were set up. You do not need that. You need him to go pass the ball and you need him to be a leader and you need him to break down a defense and kick out and conduct. He's going to have the shooters for it. And then I, I love it more so where Todd Todd, there's not pressure on him to live up to these summer workout hypes that we've heard already. He can take his time, and if he, if, you know what, if he takes his time to march, that'll be all right, because I think the other pieces are going to be there, and I'm not worried about the backcourt at all. I'm not worried about the wing position at all, and I love the front court. My only concern is if Oscar gets in foul trouble, that's going to be really bad. You're going to either have to pay, play a 200-pound Damien Collins at the five or like a 225, but pretty length, lengthy Keon Brooks at the five. I, I just I don't love the options if Oscar gets in foul trouble because he will or if he gets hurt and I hope that doesn't happen obviously but that's that's my concern so ultimately I don't know if it's a national championship team just because I think in the front court you're going to have some some issues if your bruiser gets in trouble and I like Lance Ware I think he'll take a step forward too and be able to at least absorb some fouls and play defense but I I, I think there's some limitations on this team because you only have one bruiser at this point you can trust. As much as, again, I, I think Lance Ware can do some nice things, nobody's going to want him, at least where we stand today, in the game with four minutes left in the second half and the game's tied. We're all going to be nervous beyond belief, and that's just the fact. So that's my, that's my only issue with it is front court depth. I love Keon Brooks. I think Jacob Toppin's going to have a big year. Damian Collins is an absolute freak whenever he wants to – Oscar is going to be really consistent as well. So I, I'm just worried if Oscar gets in foul trouble or gets injured. That's literally it for me. And I, but I think that's a big if. Right. I'm with you on the, the proven production. I think Kellen Grady, I mean, you talk about guys score over 2,000 points in Division One basketball, four years straight, like 17 points a game. So I think that's kind of quickly been forgotten because we added him kind of so early through that. He's just a monster addition. And I might have could have went the other way now that the, the roster is kind of finalized, TJ. And maybe that's, um, you know, how it kind of presented, you know, kind of penciling in, you know, Ty Ty Washington or whatever is for sure being – a player, um, Oscar could struggle too. What if he's, you know, healthy, not fouling, but he's just out there struggling, I think. Kind yeah. of kind of you know what you're getting from. If there's any one, I guess, style player would be him as far as you know what you're going to get. But, I mean, we've seen the SEC kind of chew up bigs that have came in from other conferences um, just with the athleticism. And there, there's just kind of so many, um, you know, guys that can throw at you with some of these teams. But um, so, I don't know. You're right. The, the front court's concerning. Yeah, and, you know, I think most games – like hopefully they'll be able worst case play some small ball and what you give up and maybe 
if you happen to go against a bruising center and there's very few of them in college basketball that'd be able to take advantage of Kentucky without Oscar. But there are some, I mean, they, they, they would exist and you're right that the SEC is super physical, but hopefully like what Kentucky could lack in, all right, if they throw it to the block and we double team and they end up scoring, you live with it. Let's just hurry back before that big dude can't get back on defense because we can play a little small ball. Then if you can trade some offense, you know, some, threes for twos and some contested double teams for wide open threes in transition if you can get them speeding up kind of similar to somehow Calipari's best teams play then all right that could be all right but they're in March when you got to win six games to for for it really to matter in in Kentucky and in Lexington you're going to see a little bit of everything and you're going to have a little bit of everything. You're going to have a game where this player gets in foul trouble. You'll have a game where that player gets in foul trouble. You'll have a game where three point shots aren't falling. You'll have a game where they're just, you can't miss from outside. So let it rip baby. So you'll go against a little bit of everything in March and everything will happen to you. So when Kentucky in March plays against a Kofi Coburn or a big, you know, even maybe like a Hunter Kessler from UNC transferred over to, to Auburn. I know that he's not, Walker Kessler, excuse me, not Hunter. But I know he's not nearly as thick, but, like, you know, he's very skilled inside. That's going to test Oscar. That could get him in foul trouble. Remember, Oscar, maybe because it was COVID and maybe because it was conditioning, he kind of got beat out at West Virginia. So who's to say he couldn't be beaten out at Kentucky? It's not necessarily impossible. So that's, that, that, that's you know, that's where I stand. But I think in 90% of games, Kentucky hopefully can go small ball and while they may be at a little mismatch, the other teams are going to be at a bigger mismatch because they're not going to be nearly as talented. Yeah, I know a lot of – I've kind of posed a question. Everyone talks about scoring, but, you know, they've just – Oscar's definitely going to read the team, lead the team in rebounding, which he probably will. But I keep thinking, you know, I, I want to see the margins a little closer with Keon, Jacob Toppin, and him kind of all, all you know, maybe floating around that seven, eight rebounds a game or something as opposed to just, just relying on Oscar because I think that's kind of what everyone's seeing, which is that – I don't know. I don't, just don't know if we we'll playing enough traditional basketball – for him to be in there um, all the time doing what his game is sure. kind of built to do. But we'll see. We're going to find out soon. And I love it because the Champions Classic is first now. So every time I think about college basketball, you don't have to really even think about a tune-up game. I mean, it is just blockbuster from the very beginning with uh, Coach K's last game or last first game, game in the garden. So we don't got too long, man. Time's, time is really flying by. And uh, we didn't mention on the dad podcast, this is terrible, terrible to miss this, but do you know what tonight is the eve of TJ? It is the eve of Wednesday. School starting. It is a school night. It is officially a school night for all JCPS students, which is, man, I've never been so happy to put my kid on a damn school bus. And I hope they stay in for all the whole time, every day, all day, no NTI um, instruction at home. So Big day for the kids tomorrow. Hopefully they all, they all get off to school and have just a great first day, TJ. I'm, I'm sure you share that sentiment. Pretty – well, you know, it obviously doesn't mean crap to me. My life doesn't change <laughs> except maybe more traffic. traffic. But, uh, no, no lying. Like, while it was the end of the summer and, like, you hated that, you were all, every, we were all really excited to get back to school, just to see people, get back in, like, the routine, whatever it may be. We were, we were excited for it one way or another. Yeah, it definitely brought out a little bit of uh, adrenaline, I would say. You know, you laid your – I felt like a bad parent, too. My daughter, like, didn't even buy her a new pair of shoes, man. That's like textbook new school. Whoa. And she was like, oh, I'm good. I, I got my stuff. Like, she was being real teenagers today. I kind of felt bad. Um, 
but we have a good plans tomorrow. Me and the, me and the young one, her bus stops right across the street. So we are so going to embarrass her 100% um, or at least staying on the porch or something away. Well, you got to take a video of that. He's going to be, um, he's going to be really excited. You know, school, school bus is a big thing to a two year old. They know what it is. So that'll be huge. And again, I hope all the kids, I know it's scary, especially big, big shout out to the sixth graders, the ninth graders, everyone starting the new scary schools. Y'all got this. Just swing on the first bully. Um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> All right, we can wrap it up, man. We ran long. I knew it probably would, but it was awesome stuff. I appreciate you, TJ. It's good stuff. And you got to promise us that uh, you'll, you'll come grace us with your presence again here in a few you months. You don't want a dad joke from me? I thought. Yeah, I no, oh, we're, we're doing them. I got mine pulled up. We're ready to go. Yeah, I'm not totally done. So lead off, man. Kick us off with uh, your dad joke to wrap it up. I asked my wife to pick six stems of asparagus from the garden. She came back with seven. The last one is just asparagus. <laughs> all right good i was really focused on the numbers and it, it wouldn't have mattered so all right good that was a good one all right mine's uh mine's pretty lame too all right never date a hot girl that plays tennis tennis she may be attractive and athletic but love means nothing to her hey that's, hey, a good one. that's not a bad one right all yeah right. that's a good, good one i like it perfect all right answer. well done way to wrap it up again uh tj walker you're the man for, uh check out his radio show kentucky roll call monday through friday seven to nine um, on Big X Sports Radar. And you can also definitely catch the podcast. I know a lot of people are busy throughout the morning. So you listen a little when you can and then um, catch up on the podcast. They do a lot of fun stuff and, and include the podcast listeners a lot. So TJ, any last words from a future father? No, thanks for listening. And thanks for having me. More importantly, you're a good guy and everybody in the uh, BBN has come to know you and respect you and like you. And that's because uh, you're, you're a good dude. And the next time we talk, at least on this podcast capacity, hopefully we talk uh, privately before then, I'm sure we'll probably hoop together before then, is first off, I can touch rim. The world needs to know that. That's super <laughs> embarrassing that anybody would think otherwise. And uh, secondly, I guess I'll be a dad next time that happens. So yeah, we'll, do, we gotta get to, we'll, we'll get the video of the rim grab. Actually, it's two different people text me today. And um, asked if I thought you could touch the rim, TJ. So that's, uh, the people want to know. So we definitely uh, we'll, we'll make that happen too. We'll make a KRC like a dream come true. So you need to vouch for me. It's a rim. We're not talking about dunking. We're talking about touching a freaking. What rim. are you, TJ? About six foot tall. I'm six foot on the dot. Six foot on the dot. Okay, so five eleven. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. No, okay, we'll do it, man. Well, hey, I mean, I'll just put it on you, TJ. I mean, this, is, this isn't like, you know, what would you score on, like, the ASVAB or something. Like, we can figure this out pretty quickly. Like, we can get video evidence. Yeah, but you know, but you know, I can, you can know, you know, I can touch rim. You, we don't, you don't, you should be vouching for me, not saying, you're not, not advocating for video evidence. But I don't even mind because it's a no brainer. So I'll gladly do the video evidence. All right. I'm going to get your back on that. And then there, a KRC field day just has to happen. If you're a listener of KRC, I mean, this is, this is just nonstop. I mean, with the, with the rim grab scenario. So we got to, we should just set up like a, maybe like a every six month field day. Agreed. I'm down for it. We just need to do all these goofy sports so we can all settle, settle some, uh, some really embarrassing we're all you know we're all bums at this point but uh it'd be fun maybe, to get out maybe there a uh, maybe a kroger field tailgate field day type thing would be yes. a good, maybe we can pick a game a big game if we get a night game we can do some stuff throughout um the afternoon that would be a lot of fun that'd be that would be uh, that'd be that'd be a great time and this has been a great time so thank you for having me yes thank you and thank everyone for listening please uh follow us on twitter at kentucky dad pod you can find this podcast under ac of blue apple podcast spotify all that stuff appreciate it 
drop a review. You'd be the cool kid. And um, again, good luck to all the kids going back to school. And um, I'm sure the parents are looking forward to that. And we will talk to everyone next time.